Diane, I'm listening to a podcast, Black Lodge Trivia Night. I've never heard so many game aspirations in my life. Oh, do you want? Did you mean the intro blurbs like we're Black Lodge Trivia? Yeah, night? Or yeah, did yeah. You mean the like <laughs> spotlights warm? No, I, I meant the cool. intro. Intro. Oh, <laughs> I'll I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> all right, I'm going to include all this as well. Um, all right, hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, this is Black Lodge Trivia Night. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We had so much fun doing some solo RPGs that we decided we wanted to try one more. And fair warning. Matt and I both have described the situation as coming in hot, but mm-hmm. I feel like coming in hot, you know, implies that there's some degree of control still. <laughs> it's like a bit of a controlled skid, but you might still regain it. This is like we've hit the runway, the front <laughs> wheels have just completely collapsed, and we're just throwing sparks as we skid towards like a field of trees. So nailed it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this isn't too bad. So apologies in advance. But Matt, how have you been doing? Great art. Very excited for this. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, we haven't mentioned it, but you found this and I'm curious to know where you found it, but we're playing Midnight Melodies. Midnight Melodies. It's a relatively new, uh, it's a relatively new thing that I saw on itch. I saw it on Twitter through, honestly, it might've been through, and, and I feel, I feel terrible. The designer of Cyberpunk, the game we played a little while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, we, we follow him on on social media and I think he might have reposted a link or forwarded a post or whatever and I saw it on there. And I know that you've run a Call of Cthulhu jazz Kansas City mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, I wonder what Matt would think of this and uh threw it over. Yeah. So we were gung ho on what we were gonna do. It bounced around, you know, we we've talked about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I think we're both getting close to being able to do something with Star Trek soon. And we we'd settled on something else. We're actually just gonna, you know, bullshit for a while and do a damn fine copy coffee episode. And then I read through Midnight Melodies after you posted it. I went and bought it, mm-hmm. and instantly, yeah. I thought this is this is the shit. Yes. Um, you are a a jazz artist. I, I think it leans into being a piano player, but you certainly don't have to be. That is basically spared by the Grim Reaper to investigate these strange deaths and murders and things ongoing with like uh other creepy creepy things are behind it so there's otherworldly things killing these people and the grim reaper wants us to find out what's going on so i'm just gonna say this sometimes you encounter a premise that's so good it almost doesn't seem fair mm-hmm. um, yeah. and i feel like that's this yeah the whole so like you'll see as we play along like i'm gonna and you can probably see it on our screen share here is i'm gonna be picking up these notes and the story is gonna evolve as i as i develop so we're kind of doing like this art's gonna it's a solo game art's gonna gm i'm gonna play but i'm gonna build these chords and so like you build this jazz uh these jazz chords as you develop clues and again meant to be a solo experience but we had a such a good time hacking english eerie yeah that we're gonna try to make this work for us as well yeah and (laughs) i'm not great at like uh no prep wing it stuff so again (laughs) i just want to apologize in advance but i'm looking forward to seeing how this goes so yeah very good uh i'll just mention real quick because i know we usually put links down in the show notes but capical is is who made this capical.itch.io you'll find it there for a few bucks and yeah. then you can uh, you can get a coupon to go print it. It's 
Yeah. A great read. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. Really Caesar. A good read. Caesar capital. Yeah. Caesar. Yeah. It's a good read all on its own, um, yeah. which is not always true of every RPG book you get. So I appreciated that as well. Uh, yeah. And what's what's interesting, we'll say, I know we haven't even played yet. I, I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this, which is why we haven't wasted time with other nonsense and bullshit. Um, is it's it doesn't have much of a structure but it makes sense because it's jazz like even your your scenes can be this you can adapt this structure you can go in free form and and kind of like make it like a like you're you know riffing a you know uh, i don't know a jazz jazz thing i don't know yeah Yeah, a jazz thing hey i took history of jazz online (laughs) when i was getting my undergrad (laughs) can't tell you a thing about it uh yeah i think i took like some kind of jazz theory is one of the hardest classes I took in college, um, uh, which surprised me. Um, but then people say like, yeah, no music theory is no joke. You walk in there thinking, Oh, music theory, but um, it nearly yeah, music. Me. Th- this was history of jazz, which oh, oh. is quite a bit different than music. No, no, no. Like I'm not like downplaying your music mm-hmm. theory. Like that would be way hard. This was uh, essentially a, a history class oh, nice. on jazz, which with the Kansas city roots and uh Yeah. Yeah, we know a thing or two about jazz here. All right. Kansas City Jazz Museum is fantastic. That's the last yes. nonsense I'll mention. All right. Um, and this, I, I, I'm going to be leaning on you a little bit because I'm intending to set this in Kansas City in the cool. 30s. So I tried to get a few things what's going on, but I'll, you know, I'll definitely yield the floor to stuff that you know about your area. Um, but before we do that, we do have... Do you have any candles going? Any any business going on? You know what? I don't have a candle going tonight. Okay, cool. We'll skip right past that. Second thing, <laughs> Twin Peaks trivia. Are you ready for yeah. tonight's question? I am. All right. So I sort of have a question in kind of three parts just to make it a little more fun. The question is, Agent Dale Cooper in the original series Twin Peaks has a surefire cure for something. Do you remember what that surefire cure is for? Hangover? It is for a hangover. Yeah. That is correct. Now, second question. Who does he tell the surefire cure to? Do you remember? Is it Harry? Sheriff Truman, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. And then third part of the question. What is the cure? This is a little bit of a trick question. Like fried bacon? Or uh, I'm I'm vaguely remembering the hanging upside down, but also I kind of vaguely remember Harry or Sheriff Truman throwing up. Uh, I think the bacon thing is just when he's in the Great Northern. I'm, I think that's a a red herring. Okay, uh, that's a fish in the percolator. I don't <laughs> know. Is, is it involved hanging upside down or something? No. So they're standing together. I think like in a in the police station, and he's like, uh-huh. Harry, I've got a surefire cure for the hangover. And he starts like, you take unfiltered tomato juice, you throw a couple. Oh, yeah, of... and then he throws up. Right. So the actual cure is saying something so disgusting yeah, that the guy it. boots, and uh, that's what it, is. it takes care of it. Yeah, it's not nice. the actual recipe. So there good, we go. Good pull. Um. All right. Yeah, I just want to say yeah. that it's uh, it's November. Mm. I don't know if you can tell, but. Nice. It's coming. Look look at that, baby. It's in full bloom. Hot damn. So what I do in person is uh, every November, I, I uh, every November, I did this last year. I grow this out. And then when someone either gives me a hard time or asks about it in person, I donate a dollar and like keep track. And I always donate to uh, colorectal 
cancer research. There's some great organizations and I've, I've done other things. But anyways, so if you see me in person, you ask me about my mustache. You only get one pull on it. But, uh, you know, for the men's men's health awareness, this nice. little baby is. Watch out. Nice. Now are you going with like a roaring 20s upperclassmen. You're going to go with full like. You know, oh, just back to how it was. Oh, yeah. okay, uh, okay. All, all here, here, and then I got this thing where I don't grow hair mm. right in the middle. So okay, that's it's lovely. I have a gap nice. in my hair. I think uh, nudity consultants and movies have something you could put right there. Oh yeah, to fill it in. Yeah, it's not meant mm. for that, but <laughs> just have this giant. <laughs> There's a funny word for it when they, but I don't know what it is at the moment. Um, hmm. All right. That's that's the only business I have. Cool. Um I get, get your get your butts checked. Yes. That is that is true. Um I mean, do we just do what Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney did where they Oh man, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get four views. <laughs> Wasn't worth it. <laughs> but uh all right. So <laughs> I guess with that, you want to get started on this yeah. very serious RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So again, yes, we're playing Midnight Melodies. Uh, hopefully you're hearing the sweet sounds of a jazz soundtrack in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's all Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get sued and embarrassed. Um, so it's the 1930s, early 1930s. Uh, prohibition is still in effect, and we are in Kansas City. Where so, prohibition was never put into effect. No, thanks to... I actually did a little... Uh, oh, thanks to shit. Tom Pendergrass. Tom's down, baby. That's right. So I Boss did, Tom. Yeah, I got to know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Not a lot, just a little. Um, Damn, son. So yeah, because of Tom Pendergrass and his... Uh, his mafia connections and his bribe police force. Yeah, prohibition was never really enacted in Kansas City. And Kansas City became its own source of jazz music. It's one of those places where if people heard it on either coast down in New Orleans, they could say that's Kansas City jazz. It had its own distinct sound. It liked to go a little slower, a little smoother. And that's where we find ourselves. And Matt, let's find out a little bit about you in uh in this midnight melody awesome do you want me to do the full intro or do you want to go into creating the character 100 up to you let's do the character and then we can okay uh, roll cool. into the intro if you want so let's do like like this game is intended low prep low low everything let's mm-hmm. uh let's do let's roll some dice for some names nice you're now, cool with that cool now again if you want if you have the book or if you see the generator in foundry Sorry, I use an error on my part. Okay. Uh, 10. So that's going to be Charlie. Cool. First name. And I'll get your last name here. Oh, it was almost Charlie Parker. Oh, wow. Which would have been, uh, which would have been something. Charlie Parker was, uh, famous kansas city jazz musician but charlie davis is our now as our name okay and i'll get you a uh, code name here nice. now when i first looked at this i really liked mist but tonight we will be 
The eclipse, mm. baby. As I say, I thought the mist was down low on the on the table. I so. got close to it. Yeah. And uh, I will let you know that I will be doing my cool, smoky jazz voice all night. It's something of a cross between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, but like smoother. So nice. And I'll be doing my Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound <laughs> terrible. All right. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> Let's call back to. <laughs> Perfect. Real fans will get that reference. Yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> All, All right, right. So I need to pick some traits, right? So this yes. is very PBTA in kind of overall how you resolve things. So I'm going to pick two actions that I'm very good at and one action that I'm not so good at. And all my roles always progress the f- story forward. And it's either yes and, yes but, and is it no and and no but? Right, no but is two, three, no and is zero and one. one. So if you get such a bad roll, it's no and something else might also be part of the problem. Oh, no, maybe yeah. it's no and in a good way. I don't know. It doesn't have to be no and in Could a bad be. way. Could be, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say Charlie Davis is the eclipse. Um, I, I definitely think move is, I, you know, I, I picture like, celestial bodies moving in front of each other for eclipse so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm dominant at move okay and no i don't want to do move okay i want to do discern and i'll go good at talking and not so good at handling okay which uh that'd be like your sleight of hand mm-hmm. yeah. finesse stuff yeah so right and for the people watching basically what that means is when you roll talk or discern you get a plus one to your d6 and when you roll handle you get a minus one um and then the others are just straight d6s move in force uh so the other thing we should talk about here is you have these talents talk move force handle discern and you can see they're sort of based on the actions of talk, move, force, handle, discern. But there's basically like supernatural versions of those actions. Mm-hmm. And in order to invoke those talents, you have to spend a blue note. Mm-hmm. And you get six blue notes to start. And anytime you need to use a talent, you have to spend one. But in game, there is a way to recover them, which is basically you spend a beat describing a scene of how you taken the atmosphere how you take in the scene love it how you and i don't think there's any gameplay implications it's nope. not like it comes back to haunt you later when you run out of a timer it's just you take a moment to role play how you get nostalgic or you feel an emotion or have a good cup of coffee and you get a d6 of uh, blue notes back mm-hmm. so clearly yeah like, i mean it's yeah. it's a solo game so the only one you'd be cheating if you like you abuse that would be yourself right so i think that's right. kind of so, um, yeah, so I think in theory, we are basically done creating your character. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Cool, and, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I guess let's uh, get started with the introduction. Sweet. Was that a transition to me to uh, read the introduction? <laughs> I, I was about to say I'm happy to read it, but then I realized it was in the first person. Whatever. Doesn't yes. matter to me. So why don't we get started with you, yeah, reading the introduction. All right. Spotlight's warm, the keys are cool. Every night I lose myself in the cascade of notes, the thrum of bat 
bass. I throw him a bass. <laughs> a bass. Soulful cries of the sex. But one night, applause died down. Patrons shuffled out. And I found myself facing a sight no encore could match. The Grim Reaper. Silhouette drenched in moonlight, leaning against my beloved grand piano. Your time's up, they whispered. Scythe gleaming eyes inscrutable. I took a breath, ready for that final note. But nothing. It's a puzzled look from old Grim and a sheepish shrug. Seems there's been a hiccup. And let me tell you, when death itself looks flustered, you know you're in for a tale. Apparently, I was some kind of cosmic anomaly, immune. I couldn't die. Grim couldn't take me, but they sure had a job for me. Department of Unauthorized Deaths. Offering a bony hand. Got a position open. Interested. How do you say no to death? So every night after my last set, amidst the coins and crumpled bills, there's a scrap of paper in my tip jar. A name. A life taken too soon without death say so. My job? Chase the eerie frequencies, the otherworldly echoes, and solve the mystery before dawn. Ain't your usual gig. Walking the dimly lit streets, feeling the hum of the otherworld. I use my new talents to connect the dots, and as the city sleeps and spirits stir, I play a tune only the dead can hear. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? The jazz pianist turned spectral sleuth, dancing with shadows, serenading souls. But hey, when life, or well, death, hands you a peculiar melody, you make it swing. So here I am, keys in one hand, clues in another, making music with the mysteries of the night. All right. So it's uh, it's your nightly gig, and uh, last call has been. Has been rung. Uh, are you uh, are you a pianist? Are you a jazz pianist? Yeah, yeah. yeah? We'll say Charlie's a okay pianist. Describe to me the club you're in. Smoky, obviously, but what else? Yeah, very smoky. Um, in the it's below it's below a, a store upstairs. You know, just a general good store. You get down below by buying by buying a uh, particular brand of shave soap, mm. and uh, that's the uh, cover for the night. And then you head downstairs, and there's a there's a, a fairly good sized still, and the the room really uh, kind of spreads out quickly, where there's a a deep blue curtain draped down with a small stage. Enough for uh, for a small jazz setup, and so Charlie Parker or Charlie Charlie Davis isn't isn't playing on the big stage with someone like Charlie Parker or anything like that. But uh, here the patrons are loyal; they know they can get a drink here uh, where the cost isn't too high, and they don't they don't get bothered by any of the uh, political goons. Would you say this is more of a an everyman kind of speakeasy instead of the? highfalutin fancy yeah okay yeah that's i'd say so um yeah all right so we'll say maybe it's around 2 a.m uh is it um 
is it so hot outside that you just can't shake the sweat or is it so cold outside that the it hits you right in your bones mm. and doesn't let go oh yeah definitely definitely the latter okay it's uh it's fall and the first real chill of fall is is settling in so every time the uh the door to the upstairs opens up a, a chill creeps down the basement stairs nice nice all right, and so the uh, last regular is uh, sort of settling up, uh, and he gives you a wave and you know says it was beautiful work again, Charlie. And uh, he sort of half stumbles up the stairs. The bartender looks at him, thinking, you know, "Is he gonna make?" And yeah, all right, he made it. And uh, he goes back to, you know, dealing with the till, wiping down the final glasses, wiping off the bar, and sort of getting things prepped for tomorrow's opening. Uh, and he, you know, he goes over and, uh, are you part of an ensemble or are you a soloist? I play with everyone, baby, but tonight, uh, closing out, there's, there's maybe a full set earlier, but for the last hour or so, I've just been riffing on the, the keys alone. And so now I'm, I'm playing something a little, a little slower, a little moodier while, uh, you know, Kansas City Jazz was is uh, like upbeat, but now I'm just letting the keys kind of match the mood outside. All right. While the last guest heads upstairs. Nice. All right. And I I look when when he makes it up and the bartender turns around or heads back to the back room or something. I look over in the tip jar. Nice. And yeah, you see, there's a tip jar and there's like a you know some change, maybe a couple of singles from the bigger spenders. Oh. And um, but do, night. don't mind if I do. Yeah, <laughs> but you do see an odd piece of paper in there, and I, I'm assuming this is not your first time. No, let's say not. Okay, so you you recognize the paper. You know exactly what that paper means, and you. Oh, well, you, why don't you tell me uh, what you do? I I well, first off, I pick up the the cash. Okay. And I, I sweep the room again. You know, after that, maybe after that first night, Death, the Grim Reaper. I always keep an eye on it, but man, sometimes the music just carries me and I close my eyes and then sure enough, I'll open them up and there it is. Crisply folded, the same uh, kind of worn yellowish paper. I reach in, I pull it out and I unfold it and I see <laughs> worn stone. Yeah, poor bastard. Poor, yeah, exactly. Poor bastard. Yeah. Now, what this name is, is it's the name of somebody who died when they weren't supposed to die. The Grim Reaper did not have the pleasure of uh, bringing these people into the afterlife. And so your job is to sort of uncover what happened and why so that all can be made right with this person's passage with the Grim Reaper. I un- I unfold the... I guess we didn't talk talk about this. We'll break character for just a second. Mm-hmm. What, are you are you kind of going... Did you pick it, So there's three styles of play? Mm-hmm. Are yes. you kind of following the uh, story beats where we have... I'm going to do a little bit of that unless okay. you want to just do some... No, I like that because then it, it like... I don't want to ever assume, but like now, like what I imagine mm-hmm. is I unfold the note I said, Warren Stone, you you poor son of a bitch, and then I I hear it. That that first 
odd misplaced tone. Nothing nothing from my piano. Mm. G sharp. What song are you playing tonight? Yeah. And um So I don't want to ever assume that I'm getting a a uh, a tone or anything, but I I think as soon as that name settles in, then I then I hear it. Nice. All right. And so, mechanically, what we do now is we, uh, whoops, we can mark that on the um, on the character sheet. So I'll just show that really quickly. Hopefully, it pops up. And uh, yeah, so you can see the first chord. The first tone is a G-sharp, A-flat, and you're trying to fill in all nine, and uh, that's when you've sort of completed the story. So, we'll uh, keep going. So, yeah, so yeah, what I'm going to... So, I will send the... The goal is to give the three final chords to the Reaper. It lets the Grim Reaper know what the details of the untimely end of poor Warren Stone. Yes. So now, Matt, don't look at uh, this. I'm going to do something that's not quite normal. So in-game, what you're supposed to do if you're playing solo is you roll the name, and then you let the other things come as you discover them. I, yep. Since I'm GMing, I'm going to roll ahead a little bit. Okay. Just so I can start thinking about what's going on. Sure. So let me... I won't pay attention. Roll these two details about him, just so I can see how to stir, steer things, and... Okay, I'm going to now delete these, and you are welcome to look at whatever screen you want. All right, sweet. All right. Oh, really? Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> okay, so you see the name, Warren Stone, and again, you just think the poor bastard, but you don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. uh, except that you've heard this tone, this... It, it, you could have swore, knowing as much as you do about music, that you were looking at like an A flat, and for some reason that tone just goes with the name Warren Stone, and you're not entirely sure why. And so, what would you? I, like you know, to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. say I do know why. Like oh, okay. at first, it's unsettling, but now I know. Like the reason that I'm I'm imagining, I don't know anything about music. Are G sharp and A flat like the same note? Is that they why are. it's okay? Yeah. Good to know. So. Uh, like now I'm like okay you sly bastard I I know your note now like the first few times it's like why why can't why do I keep hearing a sharp why do I keep hearing this but this time it's like okay this this is what you're leading off with I've I've come to like identify like I know the the path this is going to take this isn't my first investigation probably been doing this for uh, you know, I can't die. So I'm going to say I've, I've been doing this for a year, maybe, or something like that, if 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 that doesn't mess things up. So it's... Yeah. What am I dealing with tonight? All right. And um, so what do you make for your first step to try and figure out who this person is? How would you like to start figuring that out? Is there a contact, or do you want to use some kind of spectral power or something like yeah that. i think i think from the get-go warren stone means nothing well you tell me does warren stone mean anything to me um generally they don't 
No, this uh, Warren Stone is not somebody a name you're familiar with around Kansas City. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to uh, um yeah we'll call him Bass. I'm gonna say bye to Bass, the bartender, and I head upstairs and the uh, head out the door and again the 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 chill of the autumn evening in Kansas City. And I step out and we're we're in the 18th and Vine District at a not as popular bar. Maybe there's like a big crowd pouring out of some of the bigger jazz bars or jazz. They want to call them bars. But anyways, I, I head back into an alley. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try to do an echoes of time. And what I would what I would like to do is use a blue note, and I want to glimpse at the events of Warren Stone's death. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead and spend that blue note, and then I think you do a normal roll mm-hmm. on that skill, and uh, let's see what you get. A normal roll, or do I get a uh? dominant role it's a dominant i think because you have the talent i, I sorry it it is a, a dominant so yeah okay. give yourself a plus one sweet a three so mm. no but okay so you you sort of get this image that comes into your head and you see warren sitting at a desk and he's alive, though. You're not seeing his death. Okay. But you are seeing him sit at a desk, and on the desk in front of him is a loaded revolver. Now, you're just getting a glimpse of him sort of staring intently at this revolver, but you're not getting any other details like... It's sort of like you have blinders on. You're seeing him, you're seeing his focus mm-hmm. on the revolver, but you're not seeing the room you're not really seeing anywhere mm. anything where he is you're just him in this desk now the desk itself it's not fancy it's it's quite simple uh it's pretty maybe scratched and um what might you see like in the desk's disfigurement that might give you an idea of what's there where he is um or do you want me to come up with something and uh No, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of okay. what I'd be able to identify from a, a desk. Yeah, imagine it's like a scratched up, carved into beat up old desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it. It's um it's not the desk itself. It's some of the stuff on the desk or maybe in the drawer. Okay. And to me, that seems to... It looks like a... Uh, a... What is... Do I see what Warren Stone looks like? I've got an idea, but do, am I picture, do I see him at all? Or do I just... I mean, it's kind of like first person, I see the gun, and I see the desk. Let's say you 
it's it's mostly first person. You see the okay. gun, but you see his hands, and his hands look like they are covered in some kind of like grease, Na- not nice. like coated, it's, but like some. It's not grease. Cuticle. It's coal, and uh, okay. he works. It appears to be like a maybe a security desk or some kind of desk, or maybe it's just like a a, a repairman or or something. Um, but definitely something with the railroad. So something maybe at Union Station, something like that. Got it. Or it could be, I mean, it could be a, a worse part of the this, this city, but... Um. Okay. But yeah, okay, so that's sort of something you, you're you're leaning towards, this idea that, you know, that looks like coal, and yeah, maybe he's... Yeah, it looks like he's got coal on his hands, and maybe there's like train, uh, like timetables or, or something like that on on the desk. All right. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, so that's sort of the flash you get. And okay. I think if we're doing again, the, the, the game is, is very cool in that it gives you a couple ways to structure the story. Uh, we're doing the story piece just cause it's our first time. Yeah. And so the first one is you sort of identify the victim. The second one is sort of the death scene. Now, because of the role, you didn't quite get the death scene itself but you got something that you feel like is in proximity to it. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you give yourself your second tone? So I'm, I'm there thinking. And when, when I use, when I use these powers, it's always, it's always with music. So, uh, Warren, what were you up to? And like, I'm running my fingers across the brick stones like like a keyboard and at first it's like soft and a little bit of random and and that's why everything's blurry i don't know what to hone in on yet but then i catch his hands and i i start hitting the imaginary keys a little bit with a little more like tempo and then okay warren and then i i i slam on the keyboard and then it, and that's when i see some of the like the rail timetables and stuff and then I pick my my fingers up, and I was like, "Let's see where you're." And I I bring my fingers down, what I think is randomly, and then it picks up. Uh, F sharp, G sharp, F sharp. What are you up to? All right. Very nice. All right. So there you go. So you you know that he appears to have something to do with the railroads um, and that he, yeah, was staring down this gun um, in some kind of rundown room. Uh, so uh, what would you like to do next to follow on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll head uh, I'll head west and head um, I'm not going straight into Union Station. I'm okay. going to go down kind of down below um into into like a like a side yard area where where I think and maybe just look for any indication that I'm on the on the right path maybe there's a police presence there already or there was was one Um, maybe I even hear the gun ring out I don't know all right so let's say that you are you 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 head to Union Station Mm -hmm. and it's it's late obviously it's very late or, or early, however you want to describe it. And you see that it's it's basically empty and there's not anything interesting going on. There's like your typical night staff, you know, working the ticket 
counter in case somebody wants to buy a ticket for tomorrow's, you know, first train out of the station. But otherwise, it's very quiet. There might be a, a, a patrolling, you know, uniform. Sure. But just sort of swinging the stick, not really, you know, not really engaged with too much, just sort of passing the time. And uh, so, yeah, so you get to the station. You don't see anyone that resembles what you... Should I talk? Can I talk to the the night watchman? Absolutely, yeah. Talking uh, the the police officer or just the people working like the desk. I'll I'll go strip to the police officer. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so you, you approach the police officer, and like any kind of police officer, when somebody walks up to him, is he's trying to sort of size you up to. Oh, it's like two forty five in the morning now. Yeah, too. yeah. Like what's this? What's this going to turn into? Because this is. But he, he sort of sees you don't look too drunk, and you don't seem to be aggressive so he you know just sort of lets you approach and sort of stares you down as you do and uh he doesn't really say anything though as you as you get to within like closing distance my man my man what's going on tonight i don't know i need i need jazzling when i don't have it <laughs> what's what's flip flap flap jackin we'll uh we'll fix it in post <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean he'll just uh yeah quiet evening tonight officer and he sort of looks you up and down and says, uh, yeah, can't complain. Quiet as a mouse. Mm. Uh, you, you got business here in the station? It's pretty late. Uh, just following wherever the notes take me. And like it's, to me that feels like a douchebag thing to say, but in this, like, Charlie just admits like, cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping like the effect is this police officer is like, all right, man. Uh, and so, I what I'm no excitement tonight. You staying awake? Why don't you give me a talk roll just to see uh, how this okay. goes? You rolled a five. Nicely done. Uh, so that's a yes, but right. I believe. Yeah. I think the six is a straight up hardcore yeah. success. Um. So he looks you over and uh, he's like, yeah, all quiet, all quiet. But, um, you know, I feel like if you got somewhere to be, you know, maybe you should uh, get on your way there. It's getting late. and It's getting cold. Uh, you know, you don't want to be out there too much longer with this chill getting in the wind. Hmm. Okay, my man. Uh, the I was... Um... I thought this was the place to be, but and uh, maybe it's not. And he he looks at you over and he says, "Look, if you, if you got a question, you know, the guy over there can tell you about the trains." And he just sort of points his bobby stick over at the mm. the knights, the night manager, and he just sort of says, "You know, have a good evening." And he sort of spins his club and walks away. Officer, and I'll, I'll head over to the ticket booth and I'll just uh, you know wrap my fingers. Yeah, and just kind of like weirdly smile at them. Yeah, and, just, <laughs> and, and hey, you, see, uh, you see the guy; he's kind of like leaning on his, and he's sort of half asleep. And so when you when you rap on the window, he sort of startles, and uh, you know takes a second to, you know, collect himself, rub his eyes out. Is that no good, son of a bitch, Warren down there? And he looks at you and uh, says, "You know, I think uh, Warren's on the day shift, but." You know, it's funny, his his uh, his punch card, he never clocked in today. Oh. I tell you what, I'm his brother. No, that makes no sense, because then I would know where he lives. 
<laughs> uh, let me think about that. Okay. Um, God, didn't clock in today, huh? No, sir. At least not according to his uh, his ticket. But you know, if you want, I can take a message or something. Something. Uh, I I really need to I need to speak to him. Is there is there any way I can get in contact with him? Any way you can help me out with that? And uh, all right, let's. Uh, Look, I I promise you, I'm. Give me another talk roll. Okay. Nice. He looks you up and down, and uh, just something about your face he trusts. And, Look, uh, brother, this is really important. I wouldn't. It, it's two forty-five in the morning. I'm tired. You're tired. I don't want to be in the train station right now. I want to be in bed. I want to be next to a warm body, but instead I'm out tonight. I just need to find Warren. I promise you. Yeah. And he says, you know what? Yeah. Let me help you out, brother. Um, and he sort of, he sort of goes into like, you know, he sort of thumbs through a filing cabinet or something, you know, below the desk. And uh, he says, you know what? This is the address I have for him. And he jots down an address. And, you know, it's like, you know, I know I have a map of Kansas City, but I don't I don't know the city. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's on the corner of, you know, in an area of town that's not not too great. And it looks like, you know, it's the name he jots down. You recognize it as the name of like a halfway house. Hmm. Um, sort of in, you know, maybe... Is, is the club you play at, you know, we described it as sort of in the basement, you know, catering to more normal people. Is it in like a a decent section or would it be somewhere not too savory? Uh, more like on the like outskirts of like, so there's definitely like a nightclub district okay. and we're like on the edge of that. And then it kind of blends into maybe it runs north and runs into a little bit less ideal uh, neighborhoods. Okay, so let's say um, maybe the the halfway house, the address is sort of more smack in the middle of a, a less ideal neighborhood. Sure. Um, wherever that might be, and uh, you know, as uh, you know, as you sort of, uh, you know, if you're ready to move on, you know, at the end of your conversation, he sort of like leans back on his hand and starts to nod off again. Yeah. So I I, I pick up the piece of paper. And then it, right before he, he nods off and I say, Hey, Sharpie. Okay, you son of a bitch. And he's, he's probably like, huh? <laughs> and like, I'm at that point, I'm like, I'm hum, I'm humming the chord, right? Yeah. And, ah, oh, yeah. Just got a song stuck in my head. Hmm. Very nice. All right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you, you get the address and, um, we're going to head now to the start of the second chord. And you are you going to the halfway house? Yeah, yeah. He'll head straight there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So you get there and, you know, again, you sort of knock on the door. You know, you get let in and there's, you know, like a guy working the desk overnight. And, um, you know, he's just sitting there sort of smoking a cigarette. And he's got a little flask on the table and he takes a sip from it. And uh, as you walk in, he just sort of looks at you and says, Oh, chilly out there, huh? <sighs> Colder than a. And he just. Hey, is Warren in? Like before he even finishes his thought. I know it's late, but. Warren. Um, you know, I can't say I- I've seen him tonight. 
I mean, maybe I know he works during the day, and I, you know, I work the night shift. But you know, usually I see him coming in and out. At least I, I haven't seen him. You mind if I go give a little rap a tap tap on his door? Yeah, free country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, thank you for everything you do. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so he, you know, he says, you know, it's, uh, on the third floor, room 302. Ah, yeah, thanks for the reminder. All right. And, uh, yeah, so you get upstairs, and, uh, what do you do? Hmm. I'm going to... I'm wondering if uh, if I should try to peek in there first. Um, yeah, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to, or I will, um, do an ethereal passage. Okay. Yeah. Which I which also I guess I could have done, and maybe I should have done before this guy. Um, I don't want to draw any suspicion to myself, like leaving fingerprints or anything. So I'll get up to the third floor and I'll, I'll listen in to the room and assume I don't hear anything. Right. And then I'll try to, to pass through the walls slowly at first. Okay. I mean, foolishly, I'm optimistic. Like maybe I'm, maybe I've got it in time this time. Maybe I'm saving someone, but okay. Yeah, I mean, does that thought enter your head sometimes? Do you it like does. maybe this one's different? Okay, not often because maybe maybe in the past when I've done more often than not when I when I look into the past, I see the death, and so this time there's a little urgency in Charlie's steps um, because I saw the gun, right? I didn't I didn't see Warren, and so he's he's thinking and acting with urgency that uh, he's going to save someone tonight. Uh, deep down, he knows that that's probably not the case, but... Okay. So you're going to do an ethereal pass to get through the door? It is It is locked. You check it. It's locked. Yeah, I don't even know if I would have opened it even, okay. if it, even if it wasn't locked, but yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so go ahead. I guess this would be a move roll if you want to give me... Spend the blue note and then... Uh, Nice. nice. Okay, so you get a five. So technically, that's a um a no, but so we're gonna get you into the room. I'm gonna leave this up, I guess, just so we can see the progression. Uh, we're gonna get you into the room. Wait, a five's a no? Uh, well, a five is. Let me just double check. Um, let's see. Action rolls. Uh, four five is. Oh, sorry. Four five yep, is a yes, uh, yeah. but sorry, that's what I meant. Okay, so you. You pass through the door. Um, but what? So do I see the body? You do. So in front okay. of you. Um, so there's some kind of twist. <laughs> yeah. So in front of you, sitting in a chair at a desk, you see sort of like a, a bigger guy. Uh, and he's sitting there and the window's open. And the chills blowing in and despite that you see he sort of was just wearing like a like a t-shirt with like suspend like he took his dress, like his shirt off but he still got the suspenders in his pants mm-hmm. and 
he's sort of he's he 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 looks like this. He's sort of like head back over. Whoops, I'm knocking out one of my lights. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. Warren, you son of a bitch, you get out of here. Um, so he, he, le- he, and it looks like he's been shot in the head. So his other arm is draped next to him and on the ground next to where his hand is, is like hanging, you see a, a, a gun sort of mostly wrapped in a towel. Okay. And, you know, on the edge of the towel, there's clearly powder burns. Uh, the gun has clearly been fired, and it looks like Warren shot himself in the head and took his own life. So okay. now I'm trying to figure out. So the butt of when you get through the door, you're able to see all of this. But... Um, mm. I've got a butt if you don't oh, have Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. I'd, I'd rather uh, have you Only have if... Um, I start to go through the door and my face goes through and like my the beginning of my gut goes through and stuff and I try to like reach my hand through but all of a sudden I hit like like brick walls and I like I, I pull back through the wall okay at the door and then I try through the wall and then I keep trying and I keep hitting like a solid object even though I'm partially through right okay and finally I go back to the hall and I just I look around and I, maybe I'm able to just get my hand in to, to twist the key on the inside to unlock his door. And I go back and I, I quit the, and he's just like, damn, if do it the old fashioned way. And I open the door and I see traced all the way around the room, lines of salt. And then I see like protection wards, um, like under his pillow mm-hmm. and like little, um, I don't know, just like superstitious tchotchkes and stuff. Things I've like come to encounter, but like never like most of my victims don't believe in this stuff, aren't trying to protect them. But this this guy was to a certain extent trying to protect himself from something supernatural or all things supernatural. But all his stuff is real. I mean, like the line of salt's effective against my um, ethereal passage. And like these are valid wards. Nice. All right. And so do you ever find a, a like a hole in the armor or are you blocked? Oh, yeah. Physically, I can go through. Like I said, okay. I, I just barely am able to get my hand in and I flick the key got and it, that unlocks. It. And that's what I'm saying. So like then he's like, I'll do it the old fashioned way. So got then it. he opens the door and he just walks in and that the door, you know, uh, like sweeps away the salt. And then I think maybe that leads to. Um. Obviously, he was involved with, with something supernatural. All right. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, you get in there, and um, let me see. Do you want more, or would that qualify for the fourth tone? That's up to you. I mean, maybe uh, that's enough for the first tone, but I, um, that's up to you. Yeah, let's do. let's have that be the fourth tone. Okay. So I, I walk, I'm going through the room and like I'm I'm humming the first chord on repeat. Okay. And then uh, oops. Where am I? Where my tables go? Uh 
Sorry, I lost my tables. No, no, no problem. Uh, let's see. The table of tones. Got it. There you go. Nice. Hmm. She sharp again. You're not repeating yourself, are you? <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So you sort of, you know, explore around the room. Yeah. You see clearly there's this, yeah, everything you're just describing with the salt and the wards. Um, but you see, like, like I said, in one hand is, is the dropped gun. In the other hand, you sort of realize he's sort of half hanging on to something. He's not literally holding mm. it, obviously, because he's passed away, but there's something you see sort of in his hand that maybe got caught on his finger. Okay, yeah. It's, what are uh, you holding on to? What secrets do you have? All right. And, uh, yeah, you sort of, you know, sort of get his hand open a little, a little rigor is sort of set in, and you realize he's holding on to a, a, a chain with a locket on it. You're not going to break my heart now, are you, Warren? And I, I as saying that, I, I reach down and I, I pull up the locket and I open it up. Uh, yeah, and inside you see a picture of a, you know, a, a fairly pretty young woman. Damn, Warren. I didn't think you'd do me dirty like that. <laughs> and who is this little lady? And I'll, I'll, I'll pluck at the, the picture in and see if there's like a name on the back or anything. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to do a private GM roll. I'm going to do, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So let's say, what's it like 19, say 31 or so. Sure. Let's, um, say on the back, you see, uh, Sarah Hawkins. Uh, and you know, 1930, like a little date on it. Okay. Sarah Hawkins. Yeah. All right. Hmm. What's your story, Sarah? What's your story, Warren? And then let me see. Um, give me a discern roll. Okay. Is that the right stat? I'm trying to recall. That's sort of to try and piece something together, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, give me a discern roll. Yeah, like if I'm looking around the room or something like that. Oh, nice. Oh, you baby. Blow that out of the water. Uh you recognize her. Oh shit. Uh she's a singer. Um she sings, you know, in the club circuit. Sarah. Okay. And uh yeah. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I know Sarah. Um, Sarah. Sarah and I used to sing together. All right. And this is weird because this is one of the first times that something like this has crossed over with my real life. But the deal with Sarah is Charlie, you know, closes his eyes and he remembers a night and a night before the Grim Reaper approached him. He's playing the piano. Something moody again. Not upbeat. Sarah is singing a heartbreaker of a solo. And there's this man sitting up front. And a man we've never... I, I'd never seen before. 
and earlier in the night I and Sarah, who's that man up there? He's he's got eyes for you. And she tells me he's from he's from New Orleans. And he's come up uh to hear her sing. And and he made a he uh like he's there to recruit her. And we had a little like falling out after that. And so the vision is my last encounter with Sarah is her singing and making like eyes at this man and just like singing the best I'd ever heard her sing. And then after that, you know, she gets in a car with him that night and I haven't seen her since. Okay. Uh, nice. All right. And then you're like, and then you recall that Sarah died. And then she moved back and she's <laughs> yeah, right, right behind you. <laughs> and you actually talk all the time because um, Railroad. Uh, okay, so <laughs> sorry, I had a story with these random tables, <laughs> and you're not playing it right. Um, okay, so yeah, so she got into the car, and you haven't seen her since. Mm. All right, but so like what I'm what I'm kind of remembering is knowing kind of the structure. If you're cool with this, of like what the story is. At first, the guy gave me the heebie-jeebies, mm-hmm. and there was there was a, a moment um, that when we're, we were playing, that I looked over at him and through the like blue haze and the smoke. You know, he's wearing a top hat, right? Yeah, and it's got this kind of elaborate feather coming out of it, and I look over and his face appears to be like a skull's face but I'm like it's a smoke I've been drinking but I'm I'm, I'm reminded of this very unnerving feeling mm-hmm. um, and the, the, the briefest moment where yeah alright like um, and so you see the locket in his hand. Do you, do you look anywhere else in the room? Yeah, I'll, ke- I'll keep poking around for sure. Okay. So you find in one of the desk drawers, you find actually a train ticket, uh, leaving out of Union Station in a few days. Uh. Sorry, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I just our bo- our dogs barked and yeah no problem we'll uh, pause for a minute solo parenting yeah sorry about that I'll be right back okay so yeah so we're back um and I think when we you were searching the desk and you found inside of it a train ticket is that the last thing I was saying yeah yeah okay so you see a train ticket uh you see, and uh yeah sort of like in a in its little you know in the little folder they give you when you when you buy tickets airplane tickets stuff like that. Um, and, you, and you look at the ticket, uh, assuming you look at the ticket. Yeah, of course. And you see that the name on the ticket, it's for a train leaving, say, the next day. But the name on the ticket is not Warren Stone. Let's say it's like Anderson Edwards. Okay. Hmm. And it's, and it's, uh, sorry, and the ticket's destination is uh, New Orleans. Who are you, Warren? But Warren is his real name. Yes. Because that's the note I got. Right. 
Hmm. Anderson Edwards. What's your story? Do I hear a tone? Uh, let's see. We did a tone for, let's see, is this fifth tone? Uh, let's say not quite yet. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Time does the train depart? The, let's say the train departs at like 2 p.m. the next day. Okay. All right. So I'll keep, I'll poke around the room some more. Okay. Uh, so you don't find anything else in the room. Um, the the rest of the room, it, it's sort of like, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. Let's say there's like a, you know, a little like personal suitcase. It's you know, like flopped open on the bed and there's some clothes that were like half put in. Some are still folded neatly. Like he might've been in the military next to the next to the suitcase that hadn't been placed in yet. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, let's say you find that kind of stuff on the bed. Okay, I'll grab the train ticket. Okay, cool. Um, And as you grab the train ticket, you... The chill's coming in from the window, but even so, you feel across the back of your neck like, like someone's taking an icicle and not stabbing but like touching like bing 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 making like dots across the back of your neck with this ice cold sensation um it's almost you i hear you yeah it's almost like a frozen ant walking across the back Hmm. of your neck uh and with that you hear another tone okay d nice okay and now you're spicing it up some. Uh, and so, yeah. And, and so what, what do you do as that feeling goes across your neck? Hmm. I step outside. Like, I, getting the sense that there's nothing here to discover in the room. I, I kind of look at the wards some um, and, and seeing if I, like, is that any indication what I'm dealing with? They're, they're valid, but they're not specific. And so... Um, I step outside and I find some a brick wall and I, I start to play the key and I'm going to try to commune with the spirits here okay uh, let's see that would be a talk roll mm-hmm. uh, so that's another blue note Okay. Uh, is there a specific spirit you're going for, or are you just sort of like finger mm. to the wind kind of, what are the spirits saying kind of thing? I think... I don't know. Uh, does he have a specific spirit he talks to? Or do I you think? want me to... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. So, yeah, so, y- you know, you're, you're outside of the halfway house, and you just sort of get a sense of this restless presence. Mm-hmm. And you, and you sort of have that sense start to solidify into realizing you're, you're sensing the presence of Warren around the building. Oh, shit. Okay. Very restless. And his spirit is like mumbling to himself and um, 
you know, it it's almost sounds insane. Like, you know, you get off of me, get off of me. I, you can't hang on to me. Get off, of, get off of my face. And, you, and you're sort of like, you know, that kind of thing. So I've dealt with this. Like, I've dealt with one, like, Lorne, you have about as long as, as this song. I need you to focus. I've got bad news, brother. You are not destined for this world any longer. I know that's a lot, but I need you to focus on me. Hear my music. What happened to you? Who did this to you? Uh, and let's see. It's not going to work. Um, that's not going to work either. Okay, let's not use those tables. Okay, so um, he, give me a talk roll. So you've, you've made connections to him, but he's clearly sort of in a weird way out of his mind. Oh, very nice. And so with that, sort of your, your soothing, the way you take that soothing tone you were just using, it sort of settles him a little bit. And he starts, you know, he stops clawing at his face and he sort of shakes himself out of it. Yeah, he's in this weird between life and death his spirit hasn't processed what's happened to him yet. Right, right. And I hate doing this, but I'm accelerating that process for him mm. and bringing him very much to the realization that he is dead. Yeah. And he is transitioning. But I tell him there are things you and I have to figure out. We do not have long. And um, yeah, and you can sort of get that sense. Like he, he's got a, a moment of clarity, but you can sense that it's not going to last. And uh, he says... You know, after he gets over the shock of what you've just told him, he starts to sort of break down crying a little bit. And he goes, oh, God, like, my sweet, sweet Sarah. My sweet Sarah. I was going to go find her. I was going to go find her. Mm, is she in New Orleans? Yeah, she, she left, you know, she without without saying goodbye, you know, about a year ago, she, she just took off. And, um, you know, we were going to get married. You know, she was my girl. I was going to, I was saving up for a ring. And she just took off. And um, and mm. I, I swear it wasn't right. Like I know she still loves me, and uh, and you know what? And let's say you know, and and you know, just in like a couple of weeks ago, I got a letter. I got a letter from her. The first time I've you know gotten anything from her. Saw the post postmark from New Orleans, and um, you know, just a real quick note, and it just said, you know, like I miss you. Please help me. Please find me. Who? Who was she there with? I think you and I both know she went down there for someone. Yeah. Don't it, ask. Don't ask Warren Stone. Feel it in your spirit. Who has her? And uh, he was like, you know, you know, I, I didn't get his name, but um, he was just up in my room a little while ago, and you know, he he looked, he walked in. He had this really sharp suit, really sharp dresser, but there's just something about him. And then all of a sudden, I just started seeing everything. The walls move. Everything started mm -hmm. to crawl, and 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 then he starts to go, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" And then and I thought there was something on on me, and I grabbed my gun, and 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 then he just goes quiet. Um, and he realizes that he shot himself, and it's mm -hmm. really sinking in. What's happened? And he's starting to snap again, having processed that. And maybe he's sort of touching the back of his head and maybe, you know, I don't know, not that his spirit would be literal, but, um, you know, he's, he's starting to lose it again. 
Okay. And uh, let's see. And um, and so you know, as he starts to go crazy, he just you know starts siren. It starts to get louder and louder. And by the end, he's just screaming her name. And he's this this his spirit becomes like a shadow, and his shadow goes down an alley and disappears into into some darkness. Hmm. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to make that the sixth tone. Okay. So again, I'm doing the, I'm doing the thing where I'm, where I'm playing the, the keys on the wall and I bring my, I slam my hand down this time and it's just uh, D sharp. You are mean son of a bitch, but what are you up to? So, I'm going to just try to, I don't know, because we only have until dawn, so I, I can't make it to, obviously, I'm trying to think how I'm going to find this guy. Um. Yeah, we could try rolling some stuff, or I could throw something yeah. out to you. Um, yeah, either one, either one. So what I'll do is I will just roll. Um, let's try a drive. Uh, I'll make this a public roll so you can see. I'm going to do a drive and to protect. I don't know if that works, but the other thing I was thinking of is maybe because you've been doing this for a little while. Hmm. Protect might work. Okay. You got something that works from that? Yeah, let's head to Sarah's house. Okay. Sarah's apartment. Her Even old... though it's it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Um Definitely. So yeah, you um say you're able to, you know, piece it together. You know, it's um you eventually realize, you know Oh no, because you knew her. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of place did she live in? I assume she was working the circuit just like you, so she wasn't wealthy. She was, but she, I mean, she had a voice like, she'd come slum it with me, but she was also on the grand grandstand and stuff. She was. Oh, okay. She was working big stages. And so she wasn't, no, she wasn't work like upper class neighborhood or anything like that. But she had like a, a, a fourth story kind of penthouse deal. Uh, if you could really call it that on on something up above one of the more popular um, jazz clubs so I make my way there and it, it, I'm sure it's like closed down for the night okay yeah and uh, how do you want to make your way in I'll just I'll do the another ethereal yeah all right so yeah give me a, a, a move roll Nice. Okay. Uh, that's just a five, though. Okay. Uh, no problem. So you. So again, it's a yes, but. Um, so you get to her old apartment, mm-hmm. but obviously someone else lives there. Okay. Because uh, she hasn't I wasn't been sure there for a little while. I was thinking someone didn't, so maybe that's a twist. Like, uh, he was thinking, like, I don't think I. As far as I knew, she still maintained the lease. Right. Okay. Yeah, but no. In this case, you realize somebody else has taken over. Uh, and maybe she also 
you know, maybe it was a friend of Sarah's. You know, she, you know, took over her apartment or something. And I so, go in. I, I pass through the doors, or try to. Even even with with realizing that now someone else lives there. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So did you spend the blue note? I think I did. I think, I think you I've did. Done, uh, Pat. No, this will be four. Four. Okay. So yeah. So you make your way in, and uh, you hear, you know, maybe somebody just settling in for the night because maybe she's a singer as well, and she's just unwinding from from her night of performing. Um, and so she's off in like a, a bedroom on the far side of the apartment. And, okay. Um, yeah. What would you like to do? I'll just look around. Is there any indication that that Sarah's been there or anything like that? Uh, let me see. Give me or a... this guy or this guy. More importantly, yeah. So let me. What are your? Give me a. Hmm. Do you want to do an Echoes of Time, or do you want to hold on to the blue notes? I'm gonna hold on to it. Okay. Uh, so give me a discern roll. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's a, I think a yes, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's say you sort of look around and you realize um, underneath uh, some furniture, mm-hmm. you see something that maybe fell off. Maybe she also has like a little writing table. And it looks like something had fallen off and fell most of the way under the table. Like people just didn't catch on that it was there. Um, but you hear the woman who lives there, you know, realizing, oh, I left the window open. So she gets up and, uh, you know, she starts to come out. Yeah, I'll hide in the closet. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so yeah, let's just say yeah, you you hide. She you know she comes in. She you know she realizes she left a kitchen window closed, and uh, you know she she just slides it closed and heads back into to the room and closes it to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, assuming you then take a look at that envelope. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and so yeah, you 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 take a look at the envelope and the envelope, you know, it's addressed to Sarah and it's been opened. Um. But when you you when you 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 look at the envelope and somehow the envelope has certain spots like where the where it was sealed, it was almost like it was sealed sort of with ice. There's they're still f- sort of frozen these three spots to the touch. Um, and inside the envelope is you know a, a like a what looks like a love letter, but it's partly like an unrequited love letter like you know I, I hope you'll write back to me you know I you know it was so great to meet you when I was up in Kansas City and I'd really love for you to come to New Orleans I think your voice would be perfect and you know it would be great to see you more of you and you know he's like you know here's a you know a picture of like the club you know where you could sing at it's my club and you're looking at the picture and, and you're seeing in the picture like a re- very well-dressed person very well-dressed man stylish for the time because he's a club owner but behind him you know from the flash of the light bulb everybody sort of has like little shadows on the wall but his shadow is this weird disfigured shape that doesn't match at all Mm. what's in the foreground Mm. um 
And so you sort of uh, get a name for him. Um, we'll call him... Uh, uh, you know, maybe the, the name of the club is Scoots. Okay. You see sort of like in sort of letters above the, the stage, Scoots, S-C-O-O-T-S. And, uh, his, and so, you know, it's signed Scoots. And on the front of the envelope, you see the return address is, you know, like S uh, Eldridge. And then an address in, uh, in New Orleans. Um, and so with that, you get your next tone. Hmm. Back to G sharp. Hmm. It all keeps coming back to Sarah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, okay. Um, so there you are. So you've got this letter, you know, you, you think you got the place to yourself, but you, maybe you don't really notice anything else in this apartment. And you... Um, let me see. You, so I don't know if I'm following this literally beat by beat, but um, anyway, so um, so yeah, so you had this picture of Scoot. There was something really off with his with his picture, mm-hmm. and um, and then you have this love letter, and you sort of, what would you like to do with these? You know, you got the dots of ice on the envelope that are still frozen. And you've got this weird shape in the shadows behind this individual. Um, I'll, I'll head outside, and I'll make my way to a little cafe that's open twenty four seven. Okay. And I'll I take the letter, and I, I very quietly exit the the apartment. And as I leave, I go into the kitchen and I get a, a thing of salt and I make a line of salt across the front the front entryway at least, and then shut the door quietly. I head down, I head down to the cafe. Damn. G sharp. Sarah. And he uh takes a long drag of coffee and he just thinks and he's, he's trying to puzzle it all together but he he sits in the cafe and there's you know there's some soft moody jazz and I'll use this time to mm. pick up some blue notes again nice nice and are you remembering your times with Sarah or something specific yeah I think we sing, we did a little duet in this cafe which is kind of a big deal like it, it's real small and it's not a it's not a bar it's all very intimate you know it's but we we played here once and yeah i'm I'm looking back on that and this was before you know before this guy ever came up from louisiana or anything like that and it does sting a little bit i don't know charlie doesn't think sarah loved him but he's he didn't know about warren Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So he's. Mm-hmm. It does sting to think back on her and then. Wait a second. Warren. What? Like he's putting the, the timing together, though there was no like relationship. And so. 
he, he thinks that like surely this the spirit can't have be driven to kill just because he's worried about some sap from Kansas City coming down and trying to reclaim his girl. Or, <laughs> or, or is he? <laughs> or is he? Um. So yeah. So with that thought, you have your next tone. Hmm. Okay. F sharp. F sharp. Back to that. Back to that first chord. Hmm. Bring me right back to Warren. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So as you are sitting in the cafe, are are you settling up your tab? Are you just about getting ready to leave? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I just paid, you know, cash or whatever. And I'm sitting at the window seat. So, yeah, let's say the sun's not coming up yet, but the sky's just starting to get light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's that time in the morning where... The, you know, the, the the first light can play tricks on you a little bit. Okay. And you can sort of swear outside. You don't see anyone in particular, but you see this shadow flitter across the wall, across the street. Maybe it's like a tight street. And um, it's sort of, you when you first catch it, it's sort of standing, it, it's still. And then when you look over at it, it's sort of, flickers away and goes off in a direction. I'll follow. Okay. So it's it's one of those things where you're always like it, it's just turned the corner so you're still seeing the shadow but the, the thing casting the shadow has already turned the corner so you keep sort of you know having this this chase where it's it's always just a turn uh, ahead of you and, and give me a move a move roll. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's that'll make it easy. Uh, okay, so you know, after a couple of turns, you know, you you like you know you're like, where's this person going? Like we're going in alleys and then this is a dead end. And you you round the corner and standing in front of you is the gentleman from the photo. Mm. And you can see from this early light, you know, he's well dressed, uh, but just something looks really off about him, and of course the shadow behind him is uh is is sort of distorted and something's off and he's just sort of looking up and going <laughs> son of a bitch this mm. stupid goddamn city and he turns around and he just looks at you and he's like what do you want you collected something that wasn't yours oh i collect stuff all the time son yeah i've got a friend who likes to collect things too <laughs> He'll be in touch. Oh, what's your name? And he goes, what's it to you? I take a good long look at him. Yeah, and, and so... And I've, oh, got sorry, a, go I've got an idea, but... Yeah. Um, you tell... If you if you have a name in mind, if not, I, I've, like... You tell me. Uh, do you have a specific name in mind that you want to roll with? Yeah, I'm getting like, I don't know why, but I have one. But if not, we can also use the tables or if you have something. No, no, go ahead. 
Yeah, so I he laughs again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he puts on a top hat and lights up a big cigar. And as he walks past me, I get a very strong, strong um, s- smell of rum. Like, very potent. Okay. Um, and hey, Baron, the Reaper will be in touch. <laughs> uh, and so he's he sort of turns to I'm you. Thinking like, I'm thinking like I'm I'm imagining like Baron Samdi or something like that. Samdi. Okay, and uh, and above the table, who? You know, like uh, like the hoodoo voodoo. Um, like he's got the top hat and the oh the yes. skeleton face, and yes. then also like there's in Jim's Bond and stuff. But yes, got um, it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, he sort of turns and he's a little shaken by that, and he says, "Well, Grim comes, Grim comes, but nobody touches Sarah. She's got the voice of an angel." And he sort of gives you a tip of the hat and walks away. And uh, as he walks away, yes, you get your last tone. C, that's actually a perfect ending kind of, you know, kind of tone. Mm-hmm. And um, you sort of have these chords in your head. And now do you want to tell me where you go with those chords yeah. or do you want me to tell you? So I go back to the cafe mm-hmm. and I walk slow. And by now, like I had said, the like the sun is starting to come up and I know I have a little bit of time. Yeah. And I sit down at the, the piano in the cafe and above table. I know the rules kind of say like you there's a ghost piano you play, but maybe it could be in any piano. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played at this piano since Sarah and I, was I say, yeah. played here. And I, it starts off slow. I hit the first G sharp. And I, and I play the chord and then the the, the, the coffee shop, you know, it, it becomes background noise to everyone in there. And maybe there's like a few people heading, heading into, into work or whatever. Um, but I perform... The the Grim Reaper shows up, and maybe I just see him standing outside the window. And this is enough for for him to know. And he fades. Maybe it starts to rain a little bit, and then the 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 cafe kind of comes back into focus. And the uh, whoever owns the cafe, you know, brings a brings a cup of coffee, puts it on the stand next to the, the piano, and then you know some early riser kind of cackles over in the corner, or, right? Um, but the sun comes up over, over like the park across the street and starts pouring through through the window, and uh, and you're there just tickling the ivories, having That's right passed along the message. 
Nice. And is that uh, where we fade out? That ends with a little little smile on on Charlie's face. And again, Uh, still feeling moody, especially thinking of Sarah. So, Hmm. Nice. Let's roll fade. Nice. Very nice. Oh, so... Um, I guess really quickly, what did you, uh, what'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to go like big, you want to give it a rating first? You want to talk about it? How you, what do you think? Uh, so my, my quick first impression rating is a damn fine cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh, right there with you. And for me, I thought it was a nice mix of mechanics and just, just, um, oozes the yeah. atmosphere in ways that not that other games didn't do it well, but at least in my head, this was such a a clear sense of place and and, and atmosphere. I agree a hundred percent. I think the the weakest in like kind of the solo co op stuff we've done. This is maybe now I didn't play the game Pat you and Patrick uh, played, mm-hmm. but mechanically, this is very story and theme forward first. Yeah, where mechanically it's got this very brief kind of PBTA system with the yes and and the yes but, the no and and the no but, mm-hmm. which is great. But there isn't a lot, like I said, there's no, if you're not doing those story notes, there's not a lot of structure to even challenge this. How do you how do you discover chords? Right. What are you supposed to unveil? And so it's kind of it's, but it makes up for it with everything else you talked about. Yeah, because one, what a cool concept. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. two, just the way it's structured, just discovering the notes to these chords and then, you know, unveiling this, this spirit. And it's not our job to, to fight the spirit. It's not a showdown with no. whatever spirit you choose to tackle. You're just, you're letting the Grim Reaper know who pissed him off, who claimed a soul too early. Right. And that was something I was sitting there because I was like, okay, looking at the story beats, I wonder... I appreciated the story beats just because one, we were coming in hot Two, I've never done this mm-hmm. before. And so it gave me a way to sort of think ahead since I was going to present you with information, yeah. maybe in a solo, solo environment that, that free form, you know, might be more interesting because you're, because at that point you're almost like writing a short story, which is how right, I sort of see these journaling or it. recording something, but you, yeah, like who, if you don't have that story beat, but you're still doing something you enjoy, that's totally cool. Right. Like right. You're, right. So I like that that's there just so it sort of states the obvious that probably doesn't need to be stated. Like, hey, when you're soloing, go nuts, man. Just right. play it out yeah. however you want. But for me, this helped because it gave me a way to think ahead. Um, and, and part of the thinking ahead is like, okay, I know that at some point you need to encounter this thing. And then I, and, but it actually occurred. I was like, so what happens? Like, does he do? And then I, suddenly I stopped. I'm like, what you just said, you don't have to fight it. It's not a... Well- I had the realization as well. I was like, oh, we need to identify this thing and then I need to mm-hmm. confront it. And then yes. you don't. Like, I'm sure you you could if you wanted to, but you, you can't die, but you're also just a jazz performer. You right, know, right, like, you're right. not, like <laughs> none of these superpowers or anything to like fight these things. Right. And you're not going, it's not someone who killed out of order. It's a spirit that's claimed a life. Right. And so I kind of like, because I had that realization too. It's like, oh, what am I going to do when I see him? And it's like, nothing. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in in a great way. Like right. in a way that I thought narratively was just awesome. Um I would love to like So I've always wanted to play an RPG called I'm gonna look it up. Life Fatal. 
<laughs> Fatal two. You know, you keep making that joke. You better be careful because <laughs> I think I'll think you. Uh, I'll take you serious one of these days. Uh, let's see. It's uh, it's Hoodoo Blues, the role playing game. Oh, okay. And so getting an opportunity, and I know it's not explicitly that, right? But like Hoodoo Blues does some really cool things where you're you play in multiple time periods, and I, I think it embraces a subject matter, or at least appears to in a in a meaningful way, and not like some kind of completely superficial way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it takes the history of Louisiana and Hoodoo very seriously. Yeah. And um, kind of confronts those things. This is back away. So it's, but I've never played it. And so I've always wanted to do something with hoodoo, with voodoo. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the jazz elements, if it's just the structure of the book, it, it's just the Grim Reaper. There's nothing, there's okay. even the spirits aren't. Um, I just pulled Baron Somdia out of my ass because that's the vibes I, I pictured in my head. But man, did it kind of immediately, as soon as I started reading that, scratch that itch. And then so I kind of knew, like, oh, this. So what I'm what I'm getting at is I would like you'd have to blow this up, but like what a cool premise to like base a campaign off of. Yes. Yeah. Like if you could stretch it out to an ongoing story, like you work for the Grim Reaper mm-hmm. and someone's claiming souls before the it's their time. Right. Like I you know, plug that into something else that you can run a campaign on, and I am there for it. Yeah, because that's the thing. There's no reason why, you know, we were doing it because we we were intending this as a one shot. Mm-hmm. But I know when I was setting this up, I actually was thinking to myself, like, I could see this going three, four sessions because. If, oh, if, easy. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't want to rush the clues and you don't want to rush the investigations, you could pad out the interactions. You know, we sped through them to to make it a one shot. But I feel like you could easily like really get immersive and um sure i don't know if the system allows for mm, it but mm-hmm. you could still use this system as the baseline for building a campaign yeah meaning you take the story note structure you take the whole premise right and then if you were playing like multiplayer you could pick you know call it cthulhu i mean you pick it whatever you want yeah whatever you feel is appropriate and kind of mash the two together it gives you a really great framework for a really interesting story yeah and i think that's the real you know that's the real strength of all of these games that we've been playing like obviously they're not too intent at least mm-hmm. english eerie in this weren't like it's not about the mechanics right right you know they both present these incredible atmospheres mm-hmm. and i feel like it's sort of within the spirit of those games to be like yeah whatever mechanics you want like if if it lets you get into this into this setting if it lets you get into these themes you know i i think i i i shouldn't be speaking for other people but i feel like they some level they'd be like yeah sure you know like you know we designed these these themes to be explored and if you wanted to do it in a grand way like we pick these mechanics because they wouldn't get in the way but you know it's really about the theme and the feel and coming up with the stories first um if that makes any sense Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I mean, but, yeah, I would, if I, I guess like if I did something similar and then someone's like, I love your idea, but I want to do even more with it. Then yeah. <laughs> it's kind know, of a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is such a cool. Yeah. Premise. It's one of my favorite things like setting backdrops that I've, I've read. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So 
yeah, I mean, I think, uh, uh, I feel like we've been on a good run. We haven't had any real does. This was, this is one of, I think of the solo systems, I, I really, I've enjoyed all of them. But like I was saying at the, at the top, like there's something about this setting that just made me go, whoa. Yeah. And um, not to take anything away from the other solo games that we've played, but something about this setting really leaped out at me. So really, uh, really glad we got a chance to try this. Yeah, and it's probably um, Long Dark's... I'm trying to think, like, it had from... I don't remember Cyberpunk, because you ran the scenario. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't running a scenario... Well, I guess that's probably true of English here. I'm trying to say, like, this is somewhere... Like, it had the least amount of hand-holding. Whereas mm-hmm, Long mm-hmm. Dark Space Between the Stars, you kind of, like, had to know what you were getting into as, as a one-on-one experience. Right uh yeah i don't know this is great this is very good this i'm so really glad good. you found this I'm, i might print this off i might use my coupon to get a physical copy of it i i absolutely did not that i would necessarily solo journal it but just to play some more but that's the thing i would i mean i would revisit a lot of these uh a lot of these like one shot systems that we've we've done and yeah I, I as soon as i downloaded and started going through it i immediately went and used the uh the the printout coupon to get my hard copy nice how, how was uh how was quote-unquote gming this so, okay, that, that's a good thing. So, like, you know, in the rules, they say, like, hey, when you reveal the victim, just start with the name and then reveal the next thing later on as it comes up. So what I did was I revealed the name and uh, the secret and the whatever the other detail was. So I rolled the name and I got that he was a gruff repairman. And the secret was that he bought a train ticket under a pseudonym. So I wanted oh, to have nice. all three of those things in place so then I could figure out the rest. Um, and then I had this idea that what if he wasn't like literally murdered? What if he, let's, let's see if we can spin it. What if he mm-hmm. did it to himself? Um, now then we were sort of like free floating for a while. And then I started when you, when you stepped away for a second, I was like, okay, let me generate the entity. So I have a thing in mind of where we're going to. So while you were off camera, I quickly rolled the details and, um, you know, I got a name, which we didn't need because you, you had a, right. Uh, but I also got that, um, you know, he, he, he has like, it says resembles three dimensional shadows, defying laws of light and perspective. And then his other thing was that, uh, he generates cold spots and he can create hallucinations. Mm. So once I had the hallucinations, then I knew I was going to, what to do with the spirit encounter you had with Warren, you know, what it's not like he literally, you know, died by suicide. It was that he was convinced to do it to himself. Right. Right. So it sort of started to gel a little bit you know, some of the, some of the details. Um, so to me, that sounds like then from the GM perspective, you know, the, the worry is like, if you're, if you're going to GM a solo game mm-hmm. where it is a lot about how one character is reacting to things, right. that that takes a lot away from the GM. But to me, it doesn't seem like, it seems like you still had plenty to do and enjoy yes. in the GM chair. Oh yes. Yes. And because leading up to, uh, at some point early on, I did a, a like a motif role. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I have set up chiefs and challenges and advantages, which we didn't talk about, but they're they can no. like enhance your roles or help you get unstuck. Yeah. And I feel like they would be really good if you were soloing t- because you want to surprise yourself and that would sort of help it. In this mm-hmm. situation, I could surprise you or come up with things and keep them from you. So I did do a motif role and I got uh pensive, traverse, restless, catalyst, abandoned, and solitude. So as soon as I saw uh pensive, abandoned, and solitude. I came up with the idea that Warren did this, you know, 
because he was alone. So it, it just made sense mm-hmm. that it would be over over a woman, over a dame, as they would mm-hmm. say in uh, back in the day. So yeah, so I felt like the prompts really helped. Uh, I was a little nervous because again, I, I don't feel like I'm good on the fly. Um, but I feel like the prompts helped. I feel like, you know, I was able to get by doing things a little out of step from how you would do them solo. Mm-hmm. It gave me enough to try and start piecing things together to s- not steer it there, but, um, have an idea of what could be the big picture. Nice. Uh, well, so- it wasn't clear as a player. It was phenomenal. I mean, I loved it. I, um, you know, I, I, part of like my own personal interest like drive it like obviously i tried to push it towards the train thing just because like okay we're in kansas city and we've already knocked out jazz like let's knock out something else i love might as well do trains we didn't go there that's completely fine um that's i mean that's great because then that's just things for to unfold that i didn't expect and so i think it's if i'm driving the whole story then what are you here for so i'm glad that you were able to still get a story that you rolled up and imagined and it's not just matt like stroking every like passive hobby that he's into like <laughs> oh let's do a train thing uh yeah so out, out of curiosity like as these things were happening were were you having like oh if i were soloing this i would do x like what you're just describing with the trains did you have i only only on the first like security guard Okay. Um, Cause I was like, okay. Um, and that was just in, in kind of keeping in mind of how the like story structure was, is the only reason why, like where I knew, like I was supposed to, I'm supposed to get a clue around it here right now. Right. So let me like, see if the security guy had heard something tonight. And like, when you kind of let me draft the desks, like, all right, I'm going to find him in like his workshop. That's not how it played out. But then in my mind, I was like, okay, the security guard had to hurt something. If, if there was a gun involved, heard a right. gunshot. And so then like that, I kind of expected that. Um, and when it didn't happen, it's like, okay, well, that's not what I expected. Let's try a different way of finding it out. And so that, <laughs> yeah. that's great. If I had been soloing it, I would have had that security guard heard something, but, um, that was the only, I think the only time. And I, and I will say the reason, uh, I only might've done some of that because I was trying to make sure we got through as much as possible as a one shot. Um, but I think there are things if to what you were saying earlier, if we expanded it out, um, I think there are things I would have liked to like threads. I would have liked to have, you know, pulled out a little bit to see what happened. And I think that was, Shit, I would time. have loved to go to Louisiana or yeah, hell you get on the train. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, by dawn. Oh no, because then you just get rid of that construct and you're just right. Right. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of doing it on a night, but there's yeah. nothing to say that you, you can't tweak that. You know, when I did Kansas city jazz, I put them on it. There used to be a direct train. Um, hmm. From for Kansas City to Louisiana, and I can't remember it had a it had a line. You know all those all those lines from the past had and the lines that still exist today still have cool names. But yeah, um, it had a name, and I immediately as soon as my players in Call of Cthulhu finished up um, Jazz Craze in in Kansas City, I put them on a train, did a classic train <laughs> adventure, and it was the train run from Kansas City to Louisiana. I, so yeah, I had the it was that was a fun listen. I listened to both. Oh, nice, um, nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I guess overall we are very positive on Midnight Melodies and we'll have highly recommended. Yeah. For, if you want to go grab a copy over at itch.io. I think it was on sale if yes. you really wanted to. Yeah. It's on sale for like 
it's 25% off right now. Yeah, as of this recording. And the really nice thing is, and I guess this isn't completely unusual, but a couple of things I've encountered, they do a thing where they have like community copies. So if mm-hmm. you buy a copy, the creator of the game makes one available for free. So I think that's great. Yeah, I bought one. You bought one. I bought so, one. Yeah. And they're out of community copies, so someone someone claimed ours, I guess. Yeah, So, but yeah, the main thing is, I re- it sounds like this game is uh, getting snapped up, and I think it very much deserves it. I had a great time. Yeah, and looks killer art. Like, I love the art. It's, you'll see it <laughs> as soon as you open up. You know, it, it's just this great yes. scene of this guy over a piano and the Grim Reapers sitting right behind him. Yeah, absolutely. Very All evocative. Right. Yeah, great find art. Um, oh, thank you. Back I, to back with Eerie England and Midnight Melodies. Yeah, the next one's going to be a Giant Turd, but I, <laughs> I, these two, I have to confess. Eerie, uh, English Eerie, I found... I just like I didn't know anything about solo RPG, so I just started like looking for lists and stuff like that, and got very lucky because one list I found had Entity and English Eerie, two of them that I really enjoyed. Nice. And this came about because yeah, we tried Cyberpunk, and uh, the creator of the game, you know, is nice enough to uh, reach out and say like, you know, thanks for trying the game, and so it just sort of fell into place, and this was great. Nice, nice. Well, good. I don't know what our immediate future holds because um, we got a little message from Patrick <laughs> that you know he may be raring to go for something. Which sounds but crazy, I, I, but I do think there is some conversation to be had in the future for us on a damn fine coffee where we talk about some of these solo mechanics and what drives solo games. I think that's a great yeah uh, conversation for us to have. So that'll happen soon. Of course, we've talked about Star Trek and there's there's other things in the works, mm-hmm. but. Whatever it is, we'll be back in some form next week, as always. Art, thank you for uh, for GMing me through this. Oh, no, thank and, you. This and is setting up these wonderful foundry modules. I mean, Art oh. puts, <laughs> we just got to talk about that real quick, because Art puts a ton of effort into bringing these tables in and making it a, a digital representation, which is really nice. I, I try and respect the fact that um, we're not sitting around a table. Mm-hmm. And so it's. I think there are things you can add to a game that are small touches that give you something you as the player but in our case because we record these the viewers as well something to look at and something to evoke uh yeah anyway totally so next week will be russia besieged by Thomas games (laughs) exactly all in (laughs) (laughs) awesome well uh fantastic job art fantastic job to these creators uh if you are listening to this on a podcast don't forget to check out our youtube channel uh, Black Lodge RPG, Black Lodge Trivia Night. You can mm-hmm. find us under just Googling those two terms. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget we have an audio feed. You can find that in your podcast catcher, wherever you listen to us. We're on literally every single social. You can go find us there. Black Lodge RPG. Is RPG, the app. yeah. X is and, that the and Blue Sky. I just joined, I just got us on Mastodon, but that might just be Black Lodge Trivia Night. Okay. So yeah, you can find us wherever you need to. There's, there's Discord. We're slowly rolling out all of that stuff. But if, if you're enjoying our content, we want to hear from you. We want to hang out with you, all that stuff. But yeah. that's going to do it for us. All right. Thanks again, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.